You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey there, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Todd Yuri here. Before you listen to the latest podcast, I want to tell you about the Avedum Health Podcast Series. Avedum Health identifies unmet needs and addresses them in a way nobody has with a portfolio of advanced safe product solutions across a broad range of health and wellness areas, including a well-known product that has supported the Pharmacy Podcast Network for some time for your patients suffering with restless leg syndrome and muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief. I use this myself. The Avedum Health Podcast Series is a three-part series. Find it on Google by searching Avedum, spelled A-V-A-D-I-M, Avedum, and search Avedum Health Podcast. It's a really interesting discussion on non-opioid pain relief, which we all know we need more long-term non-opioid pain relief solutions. Check it out, and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's entire library of content and thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast this is the pharmacy future leaders podcast part of the pharmacy podcast network pharmacy future leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists as pharmacy future leaders we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I am Joanne Pio, and I will be your host for today's show with our guest, Carly Peace a student pharmacist at Union University. Welcome, Carly. Hi, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me. So you just finished your second year of pharmacy school. How do you feel? Um, Well, I'm a little exhausted, but I have caught up on some sleep, thank goodness. Um, But, I mean, it was a tough, like, second year of school. But um, I think I learned a lot, and... um, I don't know. I feel more prepared, I guess, since we had applied therapeutics and everything. Um, So it was definitely, I think it was the toughest year compared to P1 year, but kind of shocked that I made it. So, Well, a lot of people say that um, the second year of pharmacy school is the toughest out of the four. So if you got through this little hill, maybe it'll be a little smooth sailing for you after this point. Yes, I hope so, for sure. Which I did learn my P1 year how I like how I needed to study and how much time I required. So um, I think that's what helped me so much in my P2 year. And since we're talking about um, your school, what made you choose to attend Union University? Um, well, so I actually... Um, was stuck between, I got accepted to a larger school and then to Union. And so I was stuck between the two on which one um, I thought that I would do best at. And so I ended up choosing Union just because of the how small of a community it is. And um, I think, I'm sure a lot of people say this, but it was like everyone was so friendly on interview day when I came to interview at Union. And so it made me 
just feel like more comfortable here. And I knew that I would need to be as comfortable as possible while I was in school just because I knew it was going to be really tough. And so I wanted um, easy access to to go talk to teachers or um, different things like that. And so I wasn't sure if I would get that at a larger school. Um, And so that's why I chose Union. And I definitely made the right decision on that. You were really smart, though, as you went through your selection process, because you looked at a school not necessarily based on curriculum or attributes, but what school would be most supportive for you as you went through this stressful journey of obtaining a doctorate degree. So I think that's a really good tip for pre-pharmacy students to look at not only the curriculum, the cost of living, but will this environment be conducive to my future growth as a pharmacist? Why would you recommend Union University to other pharmacy students? Before I started at Union, um, I would not have been able to answer this question except for what I just gave you about it being a small community. But um, so there was something that happened in my first um, semester of pharmacy school. Um, It was a test day. And I don't know, I still don't know to this day what was wrong, but um, it was, I just didn't feel good that day. And um, I came into school and um, I was like really shaky. My heart was racing and kind of freaking out. And so um, luckily we had um, our cardio teacher giving us a lecture that day. And so before class started, I asked her, um, I was like, can you feel my pulse? Like, I'm freaking out right now. And I don't know why I said, I'm not super nervous about this test. Like, I I don't think it's that and all this stuff. Because she was asking me if I had had panic attacks before. And I was like, I just don't think it's that. So um, she checked my pulse. And we were like out in the hallway. And she was talking to me and calming me down and everything. And I thought that that was like so sweet that she um, took the time to do that for me. Um, And then that was just like just the tiniest thing that they ended up doing that day because then um, later on that day, our test wasn't until the afternoon and I had um, three other faculty members to come and check on me and make sure that I was okay and everything um, and make sure that I was okay to take the test because they told me like if I really didn't feel good, they would um, let me take the test at another time because they, you know, once you take the test and they grade it, that's it for you. If we pushed it back, then I could just retake it and it would be fine. So that was kind of like my point where I was like, okay, this, I did choose the right school because for them to like be willing to move a test for me, just because I didn't feel very good that day, that just made it, um, I don't know, it just really stood out to me that I chose the right school, that they would do something like that. Um, just to help me. So that's my story wise for pick or why I would recommend union to other students. Wow, that's amazing because you have multiple faculty members who went above and beyond. So you had the first faculty member who made sure to tell other faculty members to also check in on you just to make sure, sure nothing happened. So I think that's amazing that it's a small class size, it's family oriented, and they're really dedicated to your development as a teacher pharmacist and leader. And then some other great things about Union, um, University of College of Pharmacy, is that they're also a Christian school. And one thing that I found out about them, they don't require a PCAT as of July 2018. How do you feel about that? Um, so I did hear about that and I was super jealous of the incoming class because that PCAT was so hard for me. Um, 
wow. But I I did hear about them not requiring it, and I think it's um I think it could kind of go either way on if that's um, a benefit or not. Just because um, I do think that the PCAT's not really a good test of whether or not you're going to be a good pharmacist or a competent pharmacist um, or even a competent student. And so, um, cause if, if I, if they would have just based my acceptance on the PCAT, then I probably would not have gotten in. And um, at this point in time, I do think that I'm going to be a really great pharmacist and I think I've been a great student. And so if they would have based it on just the PCAT when I got in, um, then that's like wasn't a true testament to who I was going to become in the future. So I think that that's the benefit. And then, cause I'm not very good at standardized tests, but it doesn't like reflect what my knowledge, I guess. And so that's kind of like a catch 22 with the PCAT, but I don't think it determined whether or not people should have gotten in anyways. So I guess it's okay that they don't require it. And then you made um, some very valid points with the PCAT. It's a test. And, you know, sometimes with standardized tests, some people are just not good test takers um, due to stress, anxiety. So that can play a role in it, too, where um, the score would not necessarily um, indicate if a pharmacy student or a pre-pharmacy candidate would be a great pharmacy student. But then I also think of, well, do we, what's the, like, we don't want to make it too easy where people say, oh, let's just go to pharmacy school because it's easy to get in. You know, we want to have that, um, that high standard for our profession. And because I've heard that in the past where some people would have, would say, oh, I'm not going to go to medical school but I'll go to pharmacy school because it should be easier. And as we move towards um, provider status, we have to um, present ourselves in a way that, you know, pharmacy school is just as hard as medical school. Another thing on Union University, so Union University tries to make the class sizes very small to the point that they have a student-to-faculty ratio of 8 to 1 where that faculty member who helped you in your story, she didn't have too many students that she had to watch out for. So when she saw that you were in trouble, she was able to, you know, alert other faculty members to help you out in terms of your test versus um, going to a school that has 200 students. It may not be that easy for a faculty to know your name, let let alone um, care if you're sick or not. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then what you guys all care about, the boards, um, Union University has a 95% NAPLEX pass right and 100% job placement as well as a 75% residency placement rate. Um, All this information is located on the Union University College of Pharmacy website. So I think that's really good that um, you were able to go to this school that's also accredited. And then um, how does faith play a role in your pharmacy career? Because it is um, a Christ-centered school. Right. And um, that was another factor that um, led me to choose Union. Um, And I didn't know that that was a factor until um, basically until I started because um, I had never been to a Christian college or, um, high school or anything like that. And so 
um, our very first test that we took, our teacher prayed before our test. And I was sitting there in shock that we were like praying before a test because that I had never had that happen before. And um, it just, I don't know, just put me at ease. Um, and they do it before every test. And one time our teacher forgot. And before we started the test, everyone was like raised their hand and asked if she could pray for us. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Of course I will. So um, everyone really enjoys that. And it's, um, I don't know, it just puts you at ease right before taking a test. And so that's been so awesome to have that support in that way. Um, and then as far as in practice, um, we have this one class, it's called Christian Faith and Pharmacy. And um, I like my most favorite part about it was it kind of um, shows you how to um, incorporate your faith with your practice um, in case, you know, you ever need to reach out to a patient in that way. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that part of it just because I didn't know how to do that before. And now I feel like I could if I needed to kind of thing. But they also taught us how to um, respect like other um, religions and things like that. And because we had a class also on um, moral reasoning. And so um, they do both sides of it. And I just really enjoyed that part of union because I feel like in that way, they're preparing us to be good pharmacists. I love that. The curriculum is very well-rounded. It stays focused on the objective of having a Christ-centered school, but also um, staying with the principles of Christ, love thy neighbor, and um, teaching you guys to incorporate other religions and be loving to other people. So that's awesome. And then um, what made you choose to be a pharmacist in the beginning? So, um, gosh, this is... This is a kind of funny story, um, but I was shockingly eight years old when I told my dad, the first time I told my dad what I wanted to do when I grew, uh, grew up, and I told him I wanted to be a pharmacist, and what happened was um, we had gone to the doctor that day, and she, this is from my dad, so because I was obviously too young to remember everything, but um, the doctor told us to go and get some Zyrtec over the counter for whatever it was. So we went to the store. My dad picked up a box that said Cetirazine. And I was like, dad, that is not what the doctor told us to get. And I was like so adamant about it. So he, um, took the box up there and a Zyrtec box and asked the pharmacist if she could explain the differences between the two to his eight-year-old daughter because she would not leave him alone about it. And so um, that pharmacist, I, I wish I knew her name. I wish I knew where she worked and all that because she was so nice to me and she spoke on a level that I could understand and she explained the differences between the two and she just was really friendly um, in a way that I feel like is hard to explain, but she just stood out to me. And so after that, we got in the car and I was like, dad, I want to do what that lady does. And it was literally probably the simplest thing for her to do to explain that to me. And, um, I, I'm sure she doesn't know, but she made such an impact on me at such a young age. And so that's how I decided I wanted to be a pharmacist. And then later on, when I finally got to work in a pharmacy was when I realized that I practically wanted to do it as well well thank you to that amazing pharmacist who played a role in carly pieces future that's awesome that she took that time to explain it to you 
as an eight-year-old? Yes. <laughs> and then after pharmacy school, what do you hope to do? So um, when I first started, I um, work in a community pharmacy. And when I first started, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's what I've enjoyed so far. And so, and I hadn't had any experience with anything else. And so I just figured that that's what I would go into was community pharmacy. Um, but now after um, experiencing just some other areas of pharmacy and what all um, we can do, I think that I am really interested in um, like clinical pharmacy or even maybe a teaching faculty position, um, AM care, just all those kinds of things um, that pharmacy has to offer that people don't normally think of. Um, so I just think that I, I don't want to close any doors to anything. And so my mind's pretty much open to any type of pharmacy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Don't close the door. Cause you never know where you'll end up. You never know where you'll be living. You know, two years from now, um, you will change a lot. Like I remember I did an episode in the beginning of so at the end of my third year, when I was about to go on APPEs, to this point now, like, I'm completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Carly, you are no stranger to interviews and the public spotlight. You are a um, very interesting guest, might I say, because you were on the Ellen Show not once, <laughs> but twice. Carly, where do you live? What do you do? Um, I live in Memphis, Tennessee, and then I'm a pharmacy student. Oh, I see. No money. Uh, no money at all. <laughs> what have you made so far? Um, I made chapstick one time. Really? Um, yeah, it was medicated chapstick. Um, I've made suppositories. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, you didn't have to use those. You didn't have to use no. them? No, when you make the suppositories and you don't use them, how do you know you did a good job? Um, well, uh, one of them was, like, leaking out, so I got, like, a 9 out of 10 on it. Leaking out of what? Oh, um, it's like, oh, oh, um. <laughs> so we brought her back mainly because I just wanted to see what she'd say next. Carly, come on down. So um, anyways, we go into the studio finally and uh, it starts and I don't even think we got that far into the episode and she... They're, you can tell they're getting stuff out to play a game and we're all sitting down and then she calls my name and I was like, oh my goodness, no, she did not just say my actual name. And I looked at my best friend and her mouth was like on the floor. And so that's when I knew that she had actually said my name. And so um, I like ran down there and it went from there. So y'all know everything from there, but that's what happened leading up to it. So it was a complete shock. For all of us for that to happen. Wow. I thought you were adorable on the show. I could tell that you were super nervous. But you were so sweet. Especially I think it was the second segment. When she kept on um, hitting you with the slime by accident. And you're like it's okay. It's okay. Yes. I mean I would have. I would have taken the slime to the face any day to get to meet her and be on the show again. That was the coolest experience ever. And um, I don't know. It was shocking. Like, I still don't even really think that I was on there. So when we talk about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that really did happen. Oh, my. And then I will, I'm going to be your avid supporter here. 
suppositories are not easy to make. You should be proud of that nine out of 10. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Cause when I got back, my teachers were like, out of all the classes you talked about, or out of all the things to make, you talked about suppositories. He was like, why didn't you talk about tablets and capsules and all this other stuff? And I was like, I don't know. I guess the suppositories just stood out to me. Like they were super hard to make. And I don't know why, I don't know why I talked about it. I'm sorry. And, um, but yeah, that's, I literally don't know why I said that out loud, but it was like the first thing that came to my mind. So, but they are super hard to make. That was a hard grade to get. And so, yes. <laughs> and then, um, um, Ellen, she's just fast with this. She's like, where does the suppository, where does it leak out of? And I'm like, what? I was like, oh, I think. Yes, I don't know if you could tell, but it like took a minute to get what she was actually talking about. I was like, oh my gosh, she just she went it. there. She went yes. there. And I didn't know. And so I looked even dumber. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, she is very quick on her feet. All that stuff. It's not like time isn't edited out or anything. It happened literally that quickly. Wow. But no, you did not look dumb. I thought it was cute. I, it was adorable. Um, I think it was great to just see you as a pharmacy student on that show. Um, and in a way, you kind of um, showed like what farm, what pharmacy students can do in school. Because I'm sure not a lot of people know. Oh, pharmacy students are trained how to make tablets and suppositories. You always think that it's in like some big manufacturing facility like I didn't even know that we had to do that when I got into pharmacy school so yeah and I um like when the video was first posted um it was on Facebook and I went and looked at some of the comments um just because and one of the comments on there was like wow that's the happiest future pharmacist um I've ever seen and she was like um so, something like, I hope all pharmacists, you know, turn out to be um, as bright and happy as she was. And so that just like made me feel a lot better that hopefully that kind of impacted people that don't really um, interact with pharmacists as much just to know that um, like we are happy, normal people, you know, as stressed out as we get um, at community pharmacies that um, hopefully that people still have good experiences there and hopefully they just realize that we're people too and everything you know focus on the fact that like make that always your mainstay of going on the show and then coming on to this podcast that you know what I'm representing a different side of pharmacy where we can be happy we can be kind we can be vulnerable and we can be honest with our um what we know and what we don't know so I think that that show was just amazing and um how you portrayed us I was very honored Oh, good. Yes. And then on the second visit with Ellen, you played a game where you were given a list of side effects and you had to guess the drug on the segment. And she named the game after you. It's called Carly's Cash a Pulse. So in Ellen's version, you get $20,000 if you guessed three out of, um, if you guessed correctly, three out of the four questions. But this is Pharmacy Future Leaders, and we don't have that kind of cash. So we're going to call it Carly's No Cash Apolt. 
<laughs> That's perfect. So I'm going to give you just a side effect, just one side effect, and you can tell me the name of the drug that you think it is. Okay. I'm going to give you like a scenario. Scenario. Okay. okay. Scenario one, you have a type 2 diabetes patient that walks into the pharmacy complaining of persistent diarrhea with her new anti-diabetic medication. Is it metformin? Metformin, woo! Yay, oh my gosh. <laughs> you just got 100% um, of zero dollars. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I will take it. <laughs> no, scenario two, you have a patient that walks into the pharmacy um, complaining that her new anti-hypertensive medication is making her cough frequently. Okay. Um, is it an ACE inhibitor? An ACE inhibitor. Can you give me an example of an ACE inhibitor? Um, so like lisinopril? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Don't you wish that you had these questions on Ellen? Yes, that would have been so nice. Because some of the ones she asked me, I was like, does it really cause that? Because it was just like a couple standout side effects that got me to the right answer anyways. And so, I, first of all, I have no clue how I got them in the first place because my brain was not functioning at all. Um, but yeah, some of them I was like, does that really even cause that? I had no clue. Yeah, I was like, what? I was thinking, I was like, oh, she's good. She's only <laughs> <laughs> if only I was that good on my tests and everything. So our third scenario, you have a patient walking into the pharmacy who was recently diagnosed with high cholesterol, and she's reporting now with her new medication that she has a muscle pain suddenly when she wakes up after not doing anything as she's um, walking around the house. Okay, so it's definitely a statin, so like a torvastatin or simvastatin. Perfect. Okay. And what's the drug class name for the statins, like the actual drug class names? HMG CoA reductase inhibitors. Perfect. <laughs> and then um, for our fourth scenario, dun dun dun, for zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you never know. Todd might feel bad at this point because I keep on saying zero dollars. He might send you something. <laughs> might send me like a Chick-fil-A gift card or something. That's a good thing, Chick-fil-A, you know. <laughs> Don't forget me too, Todd. I came up with these um, yes. questions. So for our fourth scenario, you also have a patient with um, high blood pressure walking into the pharmacy, and she notices that um, – her legs seem to be swell, swelling, like she's um, retaining a lot of fluid in her extremities, like her legs. Okay, this one I'm really like struggling with, so I'm going to say it, but please do not judge me if I get it wrong. I think it's a calcium channel blocker. Um, dun, dun, dun. Really? Oh my yeah, it is. So yes. calcium channel blockers cause peripheral peripheral edema. Yes. Give me an okay. example of a calcium channel blocker. Okay, I'm thinking like probably amlodipine is a big culprit of it, I think. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, oh. but you got all the answers. Okay, I'm ready to take the Naplex. Let's go. <laughs>
Oh, yeah, gosh. and you actually did good on Ellen's segment, too. I think you got three out of the four. Exactly. I forgot which one. I think the fourth one. I don't know if you got nervous yeah, with that one. It was, yes, it was the fourth one, and it threw me off. She was One of the side effects was a lazy eye. Um, it ended up being, uh, I think it was Percocet, or maybe it was, she was talking about just plain oxycodone. But, um, yeah, she named all these side effects that could have been anything, and then one of the ones she said was lazy eye. And so I was like, maybe a muscle relaxer because, you know, like it would relax your muscles, you know, but, um, no, it was Percocet. And so I caught that one wrong, but I was so, oh my gosh, I was just so happy. I got the ones right that I did. Yeah. Well, thank you for playing the game with us. And, um, one thing that I've learned from your story that I'm always hearing, um, RX Ashley say, um, Ashley Clevin Hayes is get, comfortable with being uncomfortable so you decided to branch out go on a nationally televised show represent your profession and guess what it turned out good for you carly like listen you got some loan payments paid yeah. and you got a very <laughs> special special puppy to the point ellen was like what kind of puppy is this for ten thousand dollars yes i know i was like oh my gosh i just meant like all the stuff you have to get that goes with a puppy <laughs> yeah so um i think from your story we can all learn you know let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable let's walk through the door the scary doors and um try something new and if it um, works out, amazing. And we come out with like $40,000. If it doesn't, it's okay. We'll be okay. Yeah, so I completely agree with you. Yeah, so thank you so much, Carly. And is there anything you would like to say to our listeners before we close? Um, I guess just that, you know, um, just pharmacy school is really hard. So um, I guess when you get like, you know, you have those low moments and everything, but just like always think about what's going to come at the end and the impact that you'll get to make on um, patients when you get done or even while you're in school. And so that's kind of what I think keeps me going and keeps some of um, my friends going. And so I guess just when you have those low moments, just to think about um, what you can do for people during that time. The impact effect. Yes. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming on today's show. We absolutely loved having you. Thank you for playing my Carly's No Cashapult game. To our amazing listeners, please remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pharmacy Future Leaders and on Twitter at Leaders Pharmacy for more fun tips, advice, and updates on the show. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.